So welcome back to this series where we try to cover key concepts in clinical pharmacy in bite-sized chunks. This time I thought we could try to cover renal function, which sounds like a bit of an easy win, doesn't it? We all know everything about renal function, Cockroft and Galt, and adjusting drug dosing. It's practically the whole point of clinical pharmacy. But please don't stop listening, even if this is just a refresher. There'll hopefully be some snippets of awesomeness in there for everyone. So my plan is to cover less of the mechanics of working out the Cockroft and Galt equation, because that's what Google and MD Calc is for, and what happens in the kidney, because that's what physiology lectures are for, and concentrate more on the theory, so that if a doctor has done something interesting with dosing that you need to unpick, you've got a structured way to think about working out whether there's a problem or not. And I'll put some specific facts in at the end about resources to use, so that you do keep listening through everything. Please don't just skip to the end. So the first question to ask is, what does someone's creatinine clearance actually tell you? So the simple way of looking at creatinine clearance is that it tells you how quickly someone will clear a drug by showing the patient's renal function. However, the measures we have are very much proxies of renal function. We measure creatinine levels in the body, and from that we guesstimate how effectively the kidneys are clearing it out. This isn't going to be that accurate. But why? Well, if we're looking for an analogy, imagine a bath where the plug is a bit open whilst the taps are still running. We're trying to work out how much the plug is open, how well the kidneys are working, by looking at the level of water in the bath, the creatinine level. The level of water is also affected by how fast the taps are running, how much creatinine the patient is producing, and how wide the bath is, the size of the patient. And we're going to have to have a guess at what these parameters are, based on what an average bath is like. Creatinine clearance is a guess, an educated guess, but it's still a guess. So the first important take-home message is that the further away your patient is from average, the less accurate Cockcroft and Galt or MDRD or Schwartz or whatever equation you're using is going to be. But that's okay. Once we know our patient is an average, we can adjust our thinking. The other thing, going back to our bath analogy, is that if you open the plug a little bit more, the water level doesn't suddenly plummet. It's going to take a while to go down. So your calculated creatinine clearance is a measure of how well your patient's kidneys were working a couple of days ago. It's therefore really important to look at trends, not just absolute values. So what does make a patient less average? The average patient for the renal function equations is probably around a 50-year-old man. The thing that makes people less average is the amount the creatinine tap is turned on compared to this average person. Most equations try to compensate for this, which is why you have to put in age, sex, weight and things into certain functions. But they aren't perfect. The further away from an average 50-year-old man you are, the less accurate all the equations are. Creatinine is produced by muscle, so the more muscle you have, the further the tap will be turned on. This adds more creatinine into the system, so for the same amount of renal function, the creatinine level will be higher the more muscle you have. We're likely to underestimate renal function in bodybuilders, but overestimate it in frail elderly women. Disappointingly, therefore, the equations are likely to make the renal function look better than it is in the same population who are more likely to have adverse effects. The things that might make renal function look worse than it actually is, is being younger, male, having high muscle mass, and eating lots of protein. The things that might make renal function look better than it is, are being elderly, frail, having low muscle mass, and being malnourished. So, which equation is best is a question that's often asked. Unfortunately, there's no such thing. In general, the EGFR reported in electronic systems is likely to be less accurate the further away you get from the average 50-year-old man compared to Cockcroft and Galt. You could probably guess this, as you don't get to plug in the patient's weight and things into the EGFR calculation, whereas you do in Cockcroft and Galt. 
but the EGFR is right there and you don't need to work it out. Whereas Cockcroft and Galt, you need a calculator. So the question is actually, how accurate do you actually need to be? So for the vast majority of medicines and patients, the answer is not very. To be honest, but don't admit it to anyone, a quick eyeball of the creatinine level is probably enough for most things. But as the EGFR is there, you may as well use that. The MHRA suggests you should think about using the more accurate Cockcroft and Galt, remembering it's still a bit of a guess, when the following factors are present. So the patient factors are low BMI, under 18, high BMI, over 40, or being elderly, over 75. And the medicines factors are things that are predominantly renally cleared, things with a narrow therapeutic window, and DOACs. So if you've had a look in the information resources that we're going to mention at the end of this, and you can't find an answer that's specific for your particular drug, what are our top tips for actually approaching these questions? Well, you'll need to go back to first principles and think about the pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics of your drug. So things like, is it renally excreted? What's the half-life? This is useful because you'll then be able to get an idea of if you get it wrong, how long will you be wrong for? Is it a loading dose or a maintenance dose? Because renal function doesn't usually have any effect on loading doses because that's about just getting drug into the system. It's about the size and timing of maintenance doses that are affected because that's where clearance comes important. And what's the therapeutic window? What's your margin for error? What wiggle room do you have? And most importantly, always remember to consider your patient. We've covered that the renal function calculators are estimates of what we think might have been happening a couple of days ago, so don't get too excited about things. Drug dosing is very specific in the literature, probably because it's been written by pharmacists. If the creatinine clearance is less than 30, half the dose. In reality, the patient's ability to excrete the drug doesn't half between a creatinine clearance of 31 and a creatinine clearance of 29. So approach with some pragmatism and look at trends. And look at the patient. If the patient has got a raging infection and their creatinine has just dropped below 30, maybe continue at the same dose for a bit and monitor for side effects. However, if their CRP is dropping and they're already feeling a bit rough from the antibiotic, the dose reduction might be right for them. If you're considering going off-piste or staying on-piste but you're not certain following the guideline is the right thing to do, also think about safety netting your advice. So think about how likely is it that you could be wrong? How wrong can you be before something bad happens? So does the drug have a narrow therapeutic window? And what could you monitor to spot things going wrong early before it's a disaster or before the patient has a bad outcome? So now we've got to the bit you've all been waiting for and that we promised at the start, which is about a list of resources you can look at for this sort of information. So a good starting point is the renal drug database. Uh, this is a paid resource that you may not have access to in your workplace, but if you do, it's really good. The thing to think about is that it's written by renal pharmacists working with renal specialists. So you need to think about how applicable it is to your patient. What might be right for someone sat on a renal ward being monitored every hour of the day might not be right for Mrs Smith who's being discharged home and won't get a visit for another couple of weeks. Because of this, the manufacturer's information in the SPCs and the BNF shouldn't be overlooked. They may be more cautious than the renal drug database, but that's maybe not a bad thing for some patients. The other thing about the BNF is that sometimes people can find it's a little bit non-specific, so it can tell you to reduce dose but not tell you by how much. So this again is where you apply those first principles that we've just covered and work out what's best for your patient. 
If you're working in a really well-resourced centre, you may find that you've got access to Lexicomp or Micromedex. Uh, these are large databases of information on medicines, and they will have some advice on dosing in renal impairment. And there's a little green book that's held in quite a few medicines information departments, written by Aronoff. It's a little bit older, but it might be useful for some weird and wonderful treatments and giving you a little bit more information. For renal replacement therapies, i.e. dialysis, the renal drug database is probably the best first port of call, followed by those weird and wonderful ones, so Lexicomp and Micromedex or Aronoff. Or you can check with your local dialysis centre because they may use different resources or have local guides depending on what their local clinician's preferences are. And for useful things like calculators, so if you don't want to have to remember the maths for Cockcroft and Gold, you can use the MD Calc online, which is a reliable source for the calculations. And that's it. Hopefully we've provided a whistle-stop tour around how to think about renal function and given you some confidence to tackle these questions yourself, even if the answer isn't immediately written down straight in front of you. The important things to remember are, all calculations are an estimate or guess. The less average your patient is, the less accurate the equations are. Think about your patient and look at trends. What was their creatinine doing and where's it going? And what's the clinical picture? And remember that for some patients, very light, very heavy, very old, and some drugs, renally cleared, narrow therapeutic window, or being a DOAC, use Cockcroft and Galt rather than EGFR, because that little bit extra accuracy can be really helpful. So thank you for listening, and I hope you found it useful. See you next time.